0: Welcome to the Student of Money podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Niemeyer. The mission of Student of Money is to help you achieve your goal of financial freedom through entrepreneurship, investing, real estate, and personal development. So yesterday, the Fed announced that they're going to raise the interest rates 75 basis points, which is 0.75% in uh, normal speak. So what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, it's going to affect any mortgages. Now, if you have a current mortgage, don't worry about it. You're locked in unless, of course, you have a variable interest rate, which I wouldn't recommend. But uh, so, you know, if you went and got a loan two days ago and say it was at four and a half percent, some of them are up, at like, let's just say five percent because I think that was pretty much, 5.3, something like that. So let's just say two days ago you locked in a mortgage at 5%. You go to lock it in today or tomorrow, you're going to be at 5.75, almost a full percentage point higher. So you're going to be paying more in interest. So the Fed rate basically controls the interest rates. When the Fed and the banks lend each other money. So, therefore, when they lend you money, the rates are higher. Okay? So, mortgages, car loans, business loans, just about everything that you would do. And, you know, if you're a business and you have a line of credit, that you use to pay, let's just say, payroll every two weeks or whenever you do. It's going to affect everything. And so why are they doing that? Well, the answer they gave us was they want to slow down your spending. Now, why would they want to do that? And how exactly does that help gas prices, food prices, and everything else that's gone sky high? Because what, what'd they do over the last few years with COVID? Put a lot of money into circulation, right? So where's what's that money doing out there? People are spending that money. That money is in circulation. It has a certain velocity, as they like to call it. Well, when that velocity starts getting out of control, and there's what? More more spending, more using, more they want you to slow down. Okay? And slowing down is going to a so they do that by, they're basically a one-trick pony. They do that by raising the rates. And that's really the only tool they have in their toolbox is changing the rates. And we were getting dangerously close to them getting to almost zero. And in places like Japan, they had negative interest rates, which we never got to here in the United States. And I'm not even sure what that would look like, but... Uh, We were getting dangerously low, so close to zero, that they pretty much, the only thing they could do is raise rates. So they think, by raising the rates, that it's going to help inflation. And I'm here to tell you, I don't think so. Slowing you down and slowing down your spending is not going to lower your gas prices. You know, um, more refinement, more... US oil things like that are going to create lower gas prices and lower energy prices which will bring everything down it'll bring food down it'll bring your heating and cooling down it'll bring the price of lumber down whenever you can get lower energy prices that's going to lower the prices on everything so um, sorry guys interest rates are up and there's really We're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it, okay? So, and of course, this is also happening at a time when the stock market's down, Bitcoin's down. Everything is kind of starting to either level out, go up or go down, but it ain't good. What is the one thing that's still pretty solid yet? You guessed it, real estate. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So as you know, I own a lot of real estate. Um, I've also owned several businesses as well. But today, I wanna take a look at why real estate is the thing that I love best, and in my opinion, is the best investment. All right, so the first thing right off the top that I always talk about is cash flow. Ding, 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 ding. Because cash flow is king. And what provides cash flow? Well, definitely real estate, rental real estate provides cash flow. Businesses provide cash flow. If you have intellectual property, you can get dividends on that. That's some cash flow for you authors out there. Um, And then, so yeah, royalties. And then uh, dividends, dividends on stocks. But those are typically very, very small, very, very low compared to the, the stock price. So if you've got Procter & Gamble, if you've got uh, Quaker Oats, if you've got some of these other uh, food stuffs type things in retail, some, some of those things, um, finances, banks, bank stocks provide dividends, things like that. And then there's things called annuities, which are a life insurance product that I don't really talk about and I really don't like. I consider annuities a bad investment, but I know a lot of people have them out there because there's high commissions on those things so they like to sell them so if you got an annuity my recommendation cash it out get rid of it put your money somewhere else uh, other than annuities because the only one making money on those is the people that sold them to you all right enough about that so if this one thing if cash flow alone was the only reason to buy real estate then that's good enough for me but it's not there's more okay So the next one is, this cash flow is taxed as a true passive income, which is at a lower tax rate than your earned income, which is considered ordinary income. So rental cash flow is a passive income taxed at a lower interest rate. Got it. Okay, the next one, appreciation. As you know, real estate generally goes up. The one year that's the exception is 2008 and typically those were home values, single family homes. Okay, Uh, It hit the apartment complexes and some of the commercial properties later in 2009, 2010. Um, So yes, they can go down, but generally they go up. So I do not invest for appreciation, but for me it's like a free throw. It's like a value. It's just like, hey, that's great. Um, you know, I don't count on it, but it's nice that it happens. The next thing is, number four, is depreciation. Depreciation is awesome in real estate. It is a phantom expense that the IRS allows you to deduct that reduces your taxable income from that cash flow. Better yet, and we talked about this in a previous podcast, If you can take the professional real estate investor status on your taxes, you can use that depreciation to reduce your earned income for you and your spouse. So if you do have a day job or if your spouse has a day job that has earned income, that depreciation can also go towards that, but only if you can take the professional tax uh, real estate investor status on your taxes. All right, so number five is going to be leverage, which basically means you can get a loan to buy real estate. And what other asset class can you get a loan to buy? If I went to the bank and said, you know, hey, Bitcoin I think is a great investment, can I borrow $100,000 to go buy Bitcoin? And the bank's going to say, yeah, no. We'll give you hundred thousand dollars on your home mortgage on your house, and then you can buy Bitcoin with that. We'll give you a loan on your real estate, ding 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 ding, but not, not if you know, not on Bitcoin. Can't buy it with twenty percent down. And also your gold, your silver, precious metals—they're not going to buy. You're not going to give you a loan in order to go buy those things stocks you cannot leverage those okay that's what caused the crash in 1929 that's one of the main reasons there was the you know the um, the stock market crash in 1929 was because a lot of people were buying stocks on leverage so when the stocks went down they were all of a sudden underwater and had cash calls to pay their loans which they couldn't do which caused the stocks to go down even further and that's one of the main reasons that there was the stock market crash in 1929 so you can get a loan for a business because a business provides cash flow to pay that loan back but typically the terms are not as good as they would be for real estate so again real estate, get a loan, leverage, awesome Number six is gonna be control. You can control your real estate. And what exactly does that mean? That means that you can make changes that greatly affect the cash flow and the equity, right? You can do things like raise the rents. You can add coin laundry. You can add something in there that would increase occupancy. Um, you can reduce your expenses. You can shop your insurance. You can do lots of things. You have control over that asset to create cash flow and to build equity. Something you can't do in Bitcoin. You can't do it in gold, silver, stocks. You know, if I have uh, Microsoft stock, I can't call up. I don't even know who the guy running it is. It's not... Uh, Bill Gates anymore, it's not uh, uh, Palmer or ba- what I can't, I can't remember his name anymore, he's, he's out. So I don't even know who the CEO of Microsoft is anymore. I can't give him a call and say, hey, you know, you need to uh, do this, or could you do that, or could you fix this, or they're not gonna listen to me. You know, I'm not on their board of directors, it doesn't matter, so I have no control. So, number seven, personally I like this, real estate is slow. It's slow to get into and it's slow to get out of. Some people would say that's good like me. Some people would say that's bad. They don't like things that are slow, but personally I like it. You know, I like things that move slow because I don't get it doesn't get chaotic. I don't make bad decisions. There's lots of steps to buy a property and there's checks every step of the way. The bank, the insurance companies, we do got to do our due diligence so they're slow to get into and of course that means that also they're slow to get out of but then again who wants to get out of cash flowing real estate very few times I've sold I mainly buy I have sold but I don't like to sell unless it turns into a liability All right. so number eight real estate is proven Real estate's been around since people started to walk on two legs, okay? And it cannot be replaced by technology. Now, you could say retail space can be replaced by technology, but, um, you know, people have to have a home. They have to have a place to live. So, um, storage units, apartment buildings, laundry mats. There's just some things that cannot be replaced by technology, so, number nine is real estate's a great hedge against inflation. What do I mean by that? So, they can continue to print more dollars. They can continue to change interest rates. They can, The Fed and the government can try to do whatever they want. The people that own real estate are going to make those adjustments because they have control. And they are going to figure it out on how to make this thing work in whatever existing conditions there are so it's a great hedge against the government against inflation against the dollar real estate will continue and will be here long after the United States and the dollar are dead and gone Okay, so again it's been here since we've been walking on two legs. and number 10 my last one is Real estate doesn't necessarily have to be rentals. Real estate means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Real estate could be storage units for somebody. Real estate could even be an ATM sitting on a corner. The business might be ATMs, but it's sitting on a piece of real estate on a corner, and that's where you want to be. You know, Ray Kroc, the founder of McDonald's, famously said that what business is McDonald's in? and some people would say well you're in the hamburger and fry business and Ray Kroc would say no we're not we're in the real estate business because a McDonald's sits on some of the most expensive real estate in the United States and across the world so real estate means a lot of different things storage units could be retail could be commercial you could be a developer you could even do land banking where you buy an empty lot and you keep it until it gets developed until a developer buys it or it gets rezoned. Of course, you could also be could also mean agriculture and farming. Could mean you have a hotel. There's all kinds of possibilities for for real estate. It's not just multifamily apartment buildings or single family houses. Uh, There's a lot of ways and a lot of people make a lot of money in real estate through multiple different vertical markets, okay? Because what's going on today? The stock market, let's be honest, it's been struggling. Hasn't had the greatest week. Doesn't look like with this inflation that it's really in these interest rates that really it's going to be recovering anytime soon. It's kind of in a bubble. Bitcoin. Well, what's that been doing? Bitcoin this morning's around $22,000. Used to be what, over 60,000? You can go back and look at my podcasts and my YouTube channel on what exactly I think about cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin. Stay with the blockchain, stay with NFTs. Hint, hint. Okay, gold, gold's at 1,800. And silver's around $21 an ounce they're not really moving they have kinda of actually come down from their highs from this year so you would think that they if they were a good hedge against inflation and against the dollar that they would be going up just like bitcoin should be right but they're not because they're being manipulated okay no control it goes back to no cash flow no control if you want to play around with gold and silver go right ahead but I can't feed my family on trading gold and silver, so that's not going to happen. Only real estate seems to have a continuous upward climb. Okay, so my mortgages are locked in for the next five years, and I can factor in what the interest rates and the rents are going to be when those do adjust when we do a refinance. Or if we purchase a new property, I can factor that into the analysis and the offer as well. Okay. So I don't know about you, but I'm staying with real estate, and you should too. Don't let your personal house be your only real estate investment. Check out my last podcast, number 17, on exactly that topic. So that's all the time I have for today. Make sure you check out my content on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook, or you can find us at studentofmoney.org. Remember that when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. My name's Jeff Niemeyer, I'm your host, and I'll see you next week on Student of Life.